0: Welcome to the National Community Church Podcast. We're thrilled to be able to share this weekend's message with you. You can find us on national.cc or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to celebrate what God is doing in this space. It's amazing year after year to see the vision fulfilled for what God is doing through NCC and it's no different for 2022 and just taking time to look through that annual report. But the fulfillment of that vision didn't just happen out of nowhere, did it? No, it is the product of sweat and tears and toil and the investment of talents and treasures by NCC. And here's the thing, you are... NCC. So this is the fulfillment of the vision of you and of us and the teamwork of us together. And so we celebrate this as a community, as a church. Thank you for being a part of this. The desire to see vision fulfilled is something that's in all of us. And, you know, we read in, during worship in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this age, right? but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This idea of conformed is an external toward internal changing. And we don't change from the outside in, but transformation is something that happens from the inside out. And I believe there is an innate hunger and a desire in all of us calling us toward transformation in every single one of us. And even if you're caught up or you feel stuck or you feel settled or you feel like you've lost the desire, I want to call out to that desire that is in you because it is a part of you. And I call out to that for you to continue to press in and to believe. And in fact, sometimes the reason we get stuck and we settle is because we've tried and we've fallen short. We've all experienced that. Or you've believed big and you've been met with what you would define as failure. But failure is never failure as long as it moves you forward. Many of you have heard me share my own personal journey of being diagnosed in 2018 in February of 2018 with lymphoma and then embarking on a healing journey and experiencing the healing of God in my body and then last year finding out that the cancer was back and four years into my journey and all of a sudden I feel like I get a a gut punch. I feel like why is this happening to me? So I know what it's like to believe to live in the fulfillment of that and then to have my dreams dashed or my hope fall short and then to feel like it's taken away and and then to begin to ask the question, can I dream again? Can I hope again? Can I believe again? And the answer to that is absolutely yes. Some would view my health journey as a failure, but I choose to view it as a learning as learning that is leading towards transformation. Now, I'm in the 10th month of a protocol uh, that is another health journey for me. And to be honest, what I continue to learn is that it's not about external results, right? It's not about what's happening on the outside. It's about who am I becoming in the process, Now, even though I go in for scans and the blood work comes back and they're like, your blood work looks great. I get scans and they're like, everything is moving in the right direction. Things are going well. Now, don't get me wrong. I love hearing that. But I'm learning that what matters most is who am I and who am I becoming in the transformative part of my of my life. And so I want to talk for just a few minutes today about that word transformation. And I want to title my message today The Transformation Equation. And you see coming out of revival and wrapping up this dream series and all of us having the desire for sustained revival, right? And ongoing dreams becoming realized, and seeing those things happen, it it is important that we understand the transformation equation, because we've received an unbelievable download this series, and this past week with Revival, a download of revelation, a download of information, a download of inspiration. But we must understand that revelation doesn't automatically lead to transformation. There is a critical piece in the middle and that piece is application. Revelation plus application equals transformation. You see, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. The power comes in the application in the stepping out, living out what we are learning with our lives. So the Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I want to talk about four uh, keys to living a life of ongoing transformation. Now, if you'd like, you can follow along uh, on the NCC app on your phone if if you have it. My phone's not recognizing my face, but here we go. Um, open the app, and on here, there is a tab that says Message Notes. You can click on that and follow along. We have a sermon guide on there for you to be able to follow along with the notes this weekend. And we actually have that every week as a tool for you to use. So I want to encourage you to participate there. Four keys to living a life of ongoing transformation. First... Turn battlefields into farmlands. As Paul notes, transformation begins with the renewal of your mind. Now the mind is the enemy's greatest battlefield. It is the target that he comes after you and he wants to do battle there. And his weapons are lies. He wants to tell you that you can't do it. He wants to tell you that you are not good enough. He wants to tell you that you're always going to be alone. He wants to tell you that your marriage can't survive this. He wants to tell you that if God loved you, he wouldn't let this happen to you. But I'm here to tell you, those are lies. They are deceptions and you do not need to grab a hold of those, but you need to call the devil a liar. You need to tell yourself that and remind yourself. Here's the question. What lie are you believing today that you need to identify and you need to call out? Because when we bring our lies out into the light, they can't survive. What lie have you bought into that you need to expose? But you can't stop there. You have to convert the battlefield into a farmland. You see, quit fighting and start planting. Quit doubting and start doing. Quit wishing and start working. Use the compost of a life to feed future dreams, and feed future ideas. We read in Colossians, it talks about, think about these things. What things? What is noble? What is just? What is good? What is co-. These are the things. These are planting the seeds for the future. Plant daily habits. Plant relationships. Plant reading scripture. Plant prayer. Sow what you want to see. Turn battlefields into farmland. Second, turn nouns into verbs. One of the biggest challenges between God ideas and dreams and desires becoming reality is action. Action. You see, your desire for your marriage to be healthy and fulfilling is turning love from a noun into a verb, right? It is speaking loving words to your spouse. It is appreciating them uh, in, in expressive ways. It is valuing them and encouraging them. Your desire to live, to have fulfillment in life is turning fulfillment into a verb and doing fulfilling things that God has created you to do, whether it's seeking, uh, uh, pursuing creativity or pursuing adventure or pursuing other opportunities to explore. Your desire for a knowledge of the holy is predicated on you turning that noun into a verb. To know God. To know Him through the Word. To know Him through prayer. As James points out, faith without works is dead. It's useless. I love what John Calvin said. He said, it is faith alone that justifies, but faith that justifies can never be alone. It requires action. When I had COVID back in 2021 and actually was hospitalized for it, um, when I got well enough to go home, they sent me home with this little apparatus and I don't know the name of it, but it basically... Um, They said your lung capacity has greatly diminished because of this sickness that you had. And so you take it and you breathe into it, right? You don't blow into it. You actually inhale. And this little ball comes up in the tube and then drops. And so they said every day, 10 times a day, five times, every time you do it, you need to inhale as hard as you can. When I first started doing it, I could barely get that ball up and it hurt my lungs, But they said you need to do that to stretch your lungs out and to re-engage them and stretch their capacity. But you know what? This little habit, the first time I did it, it didn't change anything. I had to do it again and again and again, and I had to I had to breathe into the pain. I had to breathe in. To the habit and I had to continue to stretch. And because of that, I was able to get off the oxygen that I was on in a shorter amount of period than I would have if I wouldn't have been faithful to the little habits. I couldn't just think about expanding my lung, lung capacity. I had to physically stretch my lungs and do it daily. When we talk about transformation, We're talking about daily habits and actions that move us forward. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, talks about starting with two-minute habits. Such a great suggestion. Don't have a grandiose plan to get your, your dream into a reality without breaking it down into little pieces in your marriage, in your workplace. what One thing can you do two minutes a day every day to move it forward. Turn nouns into verbs. Third, turn pressure into privilege. Actually, the person who said this first was uh, when I first heard this phrase was Tyler Adams uh, from the U.S. Men's World Cup team. And he said it in response to a reporter's question that said, how do you handle the pressure of an entire country's expectation and hope being put on you to succeed and to advance. And he said, how do I handle the pressure? He said, I view pressure as a privilege. Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that by testing you may prove. You see, we need to uh, flip the script on pressure. We need to stop looking at pressure as a negative and start looking at it as a privilege to prove, to step into greater things and greater opportunities. Every once in a while, my wife will make homemade sourdough bread. And uh, part of the process, as those of you who are bakers know, uh, is called proving. You prove the dough. And what it is, is uh, in layman's terms, you're letting the dough rise. And what happens when you prove dough is you take it, And you let it rest. And while it rests, a fermentation process happens inside the dough and compounds begin to ferment. And as they ferment, they break down. And as they break down, this chemical reaction gives off oxygen and it creates this pressure internally in the dough that causes the dough to begin to rise as this oxygen begins to fill the dough. And it creates space in the dough. And then when you cook it, The dough is nice and spongy and airy and it tastes so good. But every once in a while, if we don't let the dough prove long enough, then when we cook the dough, it's really dense and it's hard and and it's not as enjoyable to eat. And I wonder if how often in our lives we don't let the pressure, the proving process take place. We resist it, right? We push against it so that there can't be that reaction. And so we fight the pressure. We don't rest into it with trusting God and looking to grow and looking to be transformed. And so our hearts remain hard and unproven. You see, some of you have been laying up at night, crying out to God. And saying, God, why me? And I believe that God's word back to you today is, why not you? You see, God didn't sentence you to pain, He trusted you with it. He didn't sentence you to trial or to sickness, or to difficulty. He trusted you with it because he knows that even through your trial, you won't deny his name. Even through the doubts and the questions, you will continue to worship, you will continue to serve. You won't deny, but you will continue to lean in. And all it requires from you is for you to make that shift from looking at pressure and trial and challenge And see it as a privilege and an opportunity to grow and for it to soften you, not harden you. Don't wait until the new day to praise him. The time is now. Let it transform you as you become like Christ. Last, turn giftings into purpose. What Romans twelve and tw- uh, 12, 1 and two is there for is explained in Romans twelve three through eight. Let me read it quickly. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given us, let us Use them. And then he goes on to list the gifts. I'm not gonna take the time to read through them, but the reason that transformation takes place, the transfer, be transformed by the renewal of your mind points to right here. To use the transformation, the giftings that God has put in you through the transformation process for a purpose. Yeah. You see, transformation happens on purpose for a purpose. It's not an accident. It's not without pressure. It's not without planting. It's not without action. But then when we get there, we have to realize it is for a purpose. We all want to find purpose, don't we? It's not It's something that we all desire, but we must understand how to find purpose. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you a roadmap for purpose right now. Purpose is found just across the border of what's in it for me. The invitation by Paul is to engage your giftings. Everyone has a different gift. Everyone has a different temperament. Everyone has a different passion, but everyone has a gift. And your transformation is incomplete if that gifting is not engaged with and for a purpose. So if I can just take a few minutes here to cast some vision for 2023 and dream into what God is doing among us, especially in the NCC online space. And whether you're a part of one, or a, one of our local campuses, or maybe you're a part of NCC Online as this is your home church. And then there's others of you who are tuning in right now and, and joining us who you have a home church, but NCC is still a, a, a critical part of your spiritual journey. Every single one of you, whatever category you fall into there, this vision is for you. It is can be used by you. It can be stepped into. We believe that God has given you a dream and we want to be a part of that. And we also want you to realize God has given us a dream and it it is important for you to be a part of that dream. We want to invite you into that dream. So four quick areas we want to cast vision for in 2023. The first one is this. We want everyone to engage your gifting. Engage your gifting. And there's two ways that I want to just challenge you to do that. One way is you can join by serving the NCC Online community. Now, if you're a local, if you're engaged locally, I would encourage you to, to do this at your local campus. But if you're a part of NCC Online, we want to invite you to engage with us in serving. And there's two areas you can do that. One is by joining in on our Sunday gatherings. We have people that help host. We have people that help pray. We want to begin to engage in some new areas in prayer support that outside of just our Sunday gatherings, uh, you might have other ideas of ways that you can help engage with us in our digital spaces that maybe we haven't thought of yet. I want to invite you to share those ideas with us and how you might want to be a fulfillment of those ideas. And so we encourage you, how can you engage? Maybe you have a a gift of administration. Maybe you're good with processes. There's so many different ideas, but if you would go to ncc.re slash connect, and there's a button there that you can click join a team. This weekend, we want to encourage you to join a team, become a part of serving, engaging your gifts on purpose by joining a team. We 'd love to have you do that. The second area where you can can uh, engage your gifting is by serving locally. We want you to find local places and spaces where you can serve. This past weekend, last week, during revival, we did a revival. Uh, serve opportunity and we had over a hundred people engage in serving the local community through uh, going out and and cleaning up parks or serving at a pregnancy center or serving in other capacities at our dream center and just being a presence you know what even if you're not here local you can do this there are organizations near you that you can engage with we want you to do that because you know what we want to engage in your community and you are us. Yes. We are you. And so when you go, we go. Yes. We want to be a part of that. And if you can't find anything, reach out to us. We want to help you start something to engage local. But first, we want you to engage your gifting. Second, we want everybody to devote to discipleship this year. Discipleship was one of Jesus' final commands. Go and make disciples, right? Transformation happens in the sharing of your life with others. You know, it's interesting. I have so many people who come and they express concern about upcoming generations. And often my response to them when they say that is, I don't know if we have a next-gen problem as much as we have a discipleship problem problem. You know, I was once the next generation, and I remember people talking about how scared they were about my generation, right? This happens every generation. What, what's important is how are we engaging in those spaces? Here's the thing. Discipleship is not a top-down transfer of information, It is a side-by-side living of life. It's as much listening as it is talking. It is about a trusted relationship. It is about a vulnerable relationship. It is about a spirit-led relationship. It's also about an intentional relationship. Who are you discipling and who is discipling you? And again, don't enter into a discipleship relationship by asking what's in it for me. Because then you lose the purpose. You need to get across that line. You need to do it for another and see what God might do for you. Good. A great starting place is by joining an NCC group. And we have a, a link, go to national.cc, or is it NCC, national.cc slash groups. And uh, we're, we're gonna be pushing all our groups live in the next couple weeks. So go there, all our groups aren't up yet, but I wanna encourage you to go there and be watching. February 5th is when we kick off. I'm gonna be leading a group that's around this area of discipleship. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. But do you know that half of the NCC groups are online? That means there is a group for you. And again, don't come into the group with the mentality of I'm here for me. Come into the group with the mentality of I'm in this because of others, because I want to give, because I want to share my life. Would you make that happen this year? That's part of our vision for us as NCC Online. Third, we want everyone to prioritize your prayer life. Prayer is how we write history before it happens. The future belongs to the intercessors. We want everybody to engage in prioritizing your prayer life in 2023. Now that's a great idea, right? But it requires action, application. So if you're local, you can join us here, Upper Room on Wednesdays at noon, come to House of Prayer on Thursday night at 714. But whether you're local or you're not local, everybody is invited to join us on Wednesdays at 7.14 in the morning on Zoom. And we've created this space called Upper Zoom. It's 30 minutes every Wednesday. And we wanna see this space grow. And what we do for 30 minutes is we share a quick word and then we lean into prayer. We wanna see us prioritize prayer. And one of the prayer spaces we need to prioritize is corporate prayer. So come and join us. You can go to ncc.re slash upper zoom and you can join us. You don't even have to turn your camera on. You don't have to turn your mic on. You can just come and be a part of that space and join us in the corporate effort of prayer. And then the other part is we want you to grow in prioritizing prayer in your personal life. And there's so many of you that do this already and it's a priority. So I want to speak to those of you that maybe this is something you've wanted to do, but haven't made happen yet. I want to hearken back to that James Clear challenge of develop a two minute habit. I want to challenge you to develop a habit, habit, to commit to two minutes of prayer every day, no matter what. Two minutes, one minute of talking, one minute of listening. Hit the timer, go, do it every day, and make that your habit. I believe that as you prioritize it, God will make space and begin to speak to you in ways that you have never experienced before. Fourth, we want everyone to participate in NCC Online becoming a multiplying movement. As I said, you are NCC. Where you are, we are. People say NCC needs to start a campus where I live, right? How many of you out there say that? I I see y'all. I see you. Guess what? We are where you live because you're there and you're NCC. We're not National Community Church with two campuses. We are National Community Church with thousands of campuses all over the the DMV and all over the country and all over the world. We want to encourage you to continue to expand that in your space. I'm actually going to be leading a group this February called Missional Pathway, and we're going to focus on what does it mean for me to multiply and to see people come around me. We're going to talk about what does it mean to spread the gospel, to share the gospel, and to see people come to an experience With Jesus Christ into relationship with God. What does it look like for me to share that, for me to believe for that, for me to live that out, and for these spaces to grow? We're believing for your campus, where you're at, you to multiply. And we want to equip you to make that happen. If you're interested in being a part of that group, you can go to ncc.re slash pathway. Click on that information. Send me an email, and we'll send you more information about that. But we're going to start in February. It's about an 8 to 10-week group that we'll meet on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. So we want to equip you to be that. The other way that we want to see multiplication happen is by you becoming an inviter. We want you to invite people into spaces. So if you're local, we want you to, who can you invite? this year? Who can you commit to invite? How can you have that mentality as you walk through your day and bump into people? Who can I invite into these spaces? If you're online, how can you invite people into our digital spaces to experience what God is doing? You see, our message to everyone, which means your message to everyone, because you are us and we are you, is this you are not on this journey alone. Who can you say that to this year? You are not on this journey alone, but we are here with you. And for I am here with you and for you, I want to walk with you. I want to journey with you. Can I invite you to share that message with somebody? We want for us for you to become a multiplying movement. So here it is, four things. Engage your gifting, devote yourself to discipleship, prioritize your prayer life, and become a multiplying movement. You see, every single one of us is caught between two lives. The one we've been living and the the one we have yet to create for ourselves. And between those two lives is a bridge. You don't have to know everything about what's on the other side of the bridge. All you have to do is commit to cross the bridge. And trust me when I say this, what God will do in you to bring you alive in a way that you have yet to experience Believe again, hope again, let transformation move you forward. Revelation plus application brings transformation. The best is yet to come. Father, I pray that you would seal this word in our heart as we've talked through. This equation, as we've talked through how to move from, from revelation or information or inspiration into adding application so that we can see transformation, but not just transformation for ourselves, but transformation for a purpose. God, I pray that you would allow people to see the vision that you have for their lives and God, we just thank you as, as they dream into their workplaces, as they dream into their school spaces, as they dream into their neighborhoods, into the spaces where they work and live and play for what you want to do, for where, how you want to expand what you are doing in our communities and in our world. We love you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.